Romans 10, 1, and the, not that I'm necessarily going to keep going through Romans, but it just fits in with what I wanted to talk about anyway, and there's a couple of cool things here that I wanted to hit on before I might possibly end up leaving Romans. And um, so we'll start in Romans 10, 1. Start in Romans 10, 1, and then last week, you know, we were talking about... Um, John 1 1 where in the beginning was the word word was God the word was with God and how by him and for him all things were created and we talked about a lot of things you know the the power of God's word how God's word created all things and um, just you know even touching slightly on the idea of uh, you know science and quantum physics and how at the very base of things it's it's God's voice vibrating that that all of creation is and 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 as I think about some of those things and I think about creation all around us and I think about our lives you know the the one thing that is most important in our lives the one thing that matters more than anything else in our lives uh, well actually I'll ask what do you think the single most important thing is in our lives in everyone's lives pretty pretty important Yeah, that's pretty important. <laughs> it's got to be right up there on the top, right? Yeah. Anyone else? Different ideas? Other ideas? That's a great answer. Family? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, relationships, if I was to boil it down, this is the word I would use. Relationships are the most important things in our lives. Relationship with God, which involves glorifying Him and all that's involved with that, uh, moving forward in His kingdom, all those things. Family, which is the very core. You know, they used to always talk about the nuclear family. Not that we glowed in the dark and that we were going to be a bomb, right? <laughs> but like a nucleus of an atom or that, that center part. That The family was the, the most important. It's the most important part in society. You know, there's a lot of people that will look to government to take care of answers, problems, uh, difficulties, things that are happening. The answer is family. It's it's that that core place. It's um, it's a grassroots thing. It starts with the family in the home, and then it goes to the neighborhoods, and from the neighborhoods it goes to the communities, and from the communities it starts, and it just keeps going from there. And if if the healing and and the right relationships and the things are working there, then it all falls into place. The problem is, is when it's something out there and we're looking for the answers, like government is the big one in our country. I mean, it's all government, 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 more government programs, more government spending, more government this. It doesn't work. Um, look at the, uh, the whole idea of homelessness or people that are in need and all that type of thing. Churches let go of doing it a lot in our country and allowed government to do it. And look at the mess we have. We have more and more people that are going on to welfare and government spending and all those things. And they're stuck in the cycles. Look at the, the inner cities and stuff where they have this government housing and government providing things. And it's just providing a, a cycle and family after family just in, in despair. Um, Chicago, it's like the murder capital of almost the world. I mean, it's like it's better than worse than some of the third world countries. And a lot of it's because of that, all that government stuff and all that that mess that's there it doesn't work but if we go to the family and then go from there to the neighborhood and then don't go from there to the community then the churches are able to come in and as part of the community be able to help individuals that have need know who 
the individual is that has the need, know who the individual is that they can help and they can better, know who the ones are that are just taking advantage of things and just, uh, you know, using it for their own desires and, and not willing to, to put anything back in. And you can have a balance then. You can have a, um, a productivity there and you can have an ability to actually strengthen people, uh, to be there as those ones that help the one that have a need and to be there to be the ones to, to call into account those that are abusing things and those that are taking advantage and those that are thieves and crooks and and walking the way of the enemy and so uh, relationships are so important for with our lives uh, first and foremost our relationship with God and then it goes into our family our spouses our mothers our fathers our children our uh, you know uh, go and then going into the neighborhood and going out from there and, and so there's there's really nothing more important in all of creation and yet when I think about our lives and I think about the way things go on, so much of our life is caught up in things that aren't even real or alive or important. So much of our lives are caught up in like, you know, bills and health issues and, uh, you know, all these different things we got to take care of and stoves blowing up and, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just all these different things that just kind of pull at us. And it's like uh, our time, our energy, our thoughts, uh, our focus is so much on things that aren't even alive. Can you imagine? A stove's not alive, <laughs> and yet how much of our thoughts could be caught up into something like that? Um, you know, our bills are definitely not alive, even though they show up every week or month or, you know, all the time. They're always there. Uh, you know, our... our whatever it could be all kinds of things legal issues or health issues or you know these different ones that are coming at us all these different things none of that stuff is alive and yet it takes so much of our energy and focus as as we can start to find a way to start focusing more and more on each other on what's important uh, more and more on how to help each other to encourage one another uh, and and one of the the overriding themes today will be on our words how can we speak things of life to others? How can we be encouraging to one another? How can we be uplifting to one another? How can we help one another with the things that we say and uh, so important to, in our lives? And so Romans uh, chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for Israel that they may be saved. I'm reading from the New International Version, just in case you didn't know that. Uh, for I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the end of the law, so that there is, may be righteousness for everyone who believes. And, there, and he's going back to this, this whole idea that if you're going to have salvation, it is not by works of righteousness that we have done, but it's according to his mercy that the righteousness that we have is by faith in Jesus Christ and it's a righteousness that comes from him it's trusting in Jesus righteousness it's trusting in his death burial and resurrection it's his blood covering us and the fact that we go before God and we say we're guilty we're not righteous we're not living a life that's pleasing to God God cleanse us from that we need Jesus we need his salvation and by faith accepting his righteousness that comes from him um, verse 5 says Moses described in this way righteousness that is by the law the man who does those things will live by them but the righteousness that is by faith he says do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven 
that is to bring Christ down, or, or who will descend to the depths, that is to bring Christ up from the deep. Uh, but what does it say? The word is nigh you, it is in your mouth, it is in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. And again, going back to the idea of it's by faith that we're saved, not of works. It's by faith. And, and that's a real stumbling block for a lot of people to accept because there's many people that they want to maybe clean up their lives before they come to the Lord. Oh, God's not going to accept me the way I am. I have to stop this. I got to do this. I got to go. No, you just come to him as you are. Uh, or they may think that, well, I can't be a follower of Christ because I'm too bad. I'm doing too many bad things. I just can't. No, it's not about you. It's about him. And it's by faith. Accept it. Accept that he did it. Accept that you can't do it. Uh, and accept that salvation and that righteousness that comes from him. And then you're able to find that many of these things will start falling by the wayside. Uh, I know individuals that, you know, uh, were so strung out on like heroin and, uh, you know, uh, going out so stoned on their motorcycle and watching their spouse get killed as they got thrown into a grill of a car and, and just just horrible go go rob a gas station this is just one individual I'm thinking of rob the gas station and comes out and then try to cover up what he did and set some, someone's house on fire and, and all this kind of stuff and now perfectly clean serving the Lord uh, walking and helping people that are that are living on the streets and, and, and uh, in the uh, living uh, out outside with homeless people and things like that and has a place where he's helping people. It's amazing what God can do when you let him do it. Um, and, uh, and then it goes on, and this is one of the things I want to focus in on um, right here, is where it says that, um, he says the word is nigh you even in your mouth. So it's something you need to speak forth. And then verse 9, and this is the one I want to focus in on. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And so here, this is one of those great ones, you know, in, in Romans, you know, I've talked about Romans Road when we first started looking at Romans. This is one of those that that uh, will be taught to individuals to, to be able to share with someone else when you're talking about salvation. Confessing with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believing in your heart that God has raised him from the bed, dead uh, and you're going to be saved. And it kind of just breaks down the whole idea of salvation into a, a simple sentence, basically. This is it. Now, Confessing Jesus as Lord is more than just words of your mouth. It's a little more than that. There's a little more power in that. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, there's individuals that can say, I mean, I mean, every here, here's some just crazy lunatic that talks about Jesus or talks about God or something. And they go do crazy things and they're doing things that are obviously against God. Um, you know, there's people like that out there. Sometimes they have words that sound. There's uh, individuals like uh, Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons that change who God is, change who Jesus is. And they may talk about Jesus as Lord, but they're not really accepting him as he is. And confessing Jesus as Lord is more than just that thing, saying Jesus is Lord, but it's letting Jesus be Lord of the very words you say. One of the ways that we confess Jesus is Lord is that we change the way that we talk. 
uh, we start to look at ways that we can edify other people. We start to look at ways that we can encourage other people. We start to look at ways that we can say things that are pleasing to God. Uh, we start to, to watch the way we speak. You know, it's like the idea of using God's name in vain. Uh, using God's name in vain is not just saying GD this or GD that or something like that. That's one way you could do it. But another way is to claim that you know God, claim that you're doing something for God and do something that's totally opposite of the way God would be. Uh, if, you, if you're going to say you're a Christian, uh, you should live a life that's pleasing to him. You should be moving toward that. You should be working on the way you talk. You should be working on the, the things you do. It's not that we're going to be perfect. It's not that we're going to do everything right. We all fail. Amen. I got to start. Sylvia's here, so I have to raise my hand first. <laughs> we all make mistakes. We all make bad decisions. We all do that. But we keep moving toward. We press on to the mark of the prize of the high calling of Christ. We fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and we know which way we're going. And so confessing Jesus is Lord and more than just saying, oh, Jesus is Lord. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to start changing the way you talk. Instead of looking at someone that, that's done you wrong and saying, oh, they did it because of this, and they did it because of that, and that person is so bad, and that teacher is just of the devil, and, and you know, all these types of things. You know, we start changing <laughs> the way we talk, and we start saying things uh, that are more pleasing. Uh, you know, and we start looking at ways that we can encourage someone and lift someone up. And, and as I think about the power of our words and the way um, words can affect things, it's, it's really... Interesting things. I thought I thought of several different things uh, this week. One of the things I, I saw was, and it was really interesting to, to watch. I was I was at Walmart, and there was a gentleman at the checkout that uh, obviously had some intellectual disabilities. And because I work with individuals like that all the time, it's a little easy to see, and it wasn't too unobvious, but. The, the, and the checker was a younger person that's kind of not wasn't real adequate in what they were doing, maybe newer at what they were doing, and they were trying to help. And he bought this box of something, and she tried to put it in the bag, and it was kind of big for the bag, and then she was trying to find a bigger bag, and he's like, no, I don't want that because I'm going to be in the bicycle, so I don't want that. And she's trying to help him, but he's getting a little bit annoyed that she's asking questions because he's just wanting to try to pay and stuff. So anyway, he gets through it all and he pays it all. And, and she's looking at that little bag that's the box is in and she's like, she's thinking, man, that thing's going to break. I really need to try to get him at least another bag around it. And he's, she's like, are you sure that's going to be okay? But he didn't hear her and he was focusing on putting his money in and, and she's like, sir, are you sure that that's going to be all right like that? Do you want some? And, and he didn't hear her again and, and he starts to walk away and she's really concerned about the fact that he said he was on a bicycle and stuff and, and she was really concerned about the fact that, well, that might break out of that bag. So she kind of stops him as he's walking on. She's like, sir, are you sure that's going to be okay? And he got mad at her for stopping him. Didn't really understand what she was saying. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you know, and he leaves. And then she's all like, just feeling really bad and down. She's like, oh, I was only trying to, you know, she's like, oh, was he all mad about, you know. And as an upside observer, I'm seeing what's going on. You know, she's just trying to do what she can. She don't know that trying to stop him is going to bother him. I could see that. I wouldn't have stopped him, but she didn't know. She's like, she was concerned. And then he's like not understanding what she's doing. And now she's mad or he's mad. So now this guy's mad. She's all upset. <laughs> and they were both basically trying to do 
good things. And it's amazing how sometimes in our lives, misunderstandings, not reading the situation right, can lead to anger, bitterness, sadness, confusion. And I tried to encourage her, you know, hey, just tried to do what you could, you know, it's all right, you know. But at that point, she wasn't even listening to me <laughs> because she was still focused on what happened and running through it in her head. And that's another thing that can happen with words. Sometimes we run it through our head and change what it is. Uh, I used to work with an individual and, and I didn't realize it until one day uh, I was there and I was working on something. The individual was talking to someone else and I heard the whole conversation and it wasn't like a private conversation or anything. It was just something I wasn't involved with, but I was right there and I heard the whole conversation. So the individual came to me after they were talking to this other person that shared the conversation with me and it was pretty much the same conversation. I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit later in the day, they came and talked to me about the conversation and it had changed quite a bit from the original conversation that I heard. And I'm like, well, that's not what they said. And then a little bit later in the day, they came, by the end of the day, when they talked about the conversation they had, it was a totally different conversation than what they had. Because in their mind, they kept playing it over and they were changing the words that they heard. The words they heard in their mind was not the words their ear heard because my ear heard the same words and they were changing it. And throughout the day, they just kept changing it and changing it and changing it. And we have to be careful in our lives that we don't let our mind change <laughs> what our ears hearing. We need to be really sensitive. And, and even when God's speaking to us, say, God, what are you trying to say to us? How, how does this affect me? Because God will use other people to talk to us. God will use uh, radios and commercials and billboards. You're gonna be amazed at how God can speak to us in so many different ways i mean and it's really cool you know when, when you're looking for something and you're just waiting for some confirmation or something and god can do it in so many different ways and as we uh, fix our minds and help control the way we think and the way we're listening uh, it also helps the way that we speak and and it's really important because as god created everything with his words in the same way we can help create different kinds of atmospheres around us different kinds of things and it's not so much that you know this name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, call it, haul it kind of idea. It's not so much that, but it's more the ability to kind of change the atmosphere around us. Yeah, You ever have that happen? Is there any individuals you've ever met or known that if they came into the room, all of a sudden the atmosphere in the room just kind of changes? A lot of them it's for a negative way. <laughs> you know, we can do that for a positive way. We can be individuals that are speaking words of encouragement, that are always there uplifting, that are always, or, or, you, or you meet somebody and you just know they're going to hit you with some kind of thing. You know, they're just going to, they're going to, they're going to be complaining. They're going to be arguing. They're going to be yelling. They're going to be talking about you. They're going to be, and you're just like, man, I don't even want to be that by that person. And it's not necessarily what they quote unquote do per se, but it's because of the way they talk. And it's because of the way you know they're going to talk or they're gossips and they're backbiters. And you're just like, well, we can be the opposite of that. We can be the one that brings encouragement. We can be the one that when someone sees us, they're like, oh, you know what? They're going to pray for us if I come to them and let them know I'm struggling with someone, uh, something. You know, that, that's the one that's going to let me know that, hey, I can do this thing that I'm thinking, you know, I just, I, I don't know if I can do it or not. Uh, facing a transition in my life. That's the person I want to talk to. We can be that kind of person. Uh, we can be the one that brings that edification, exhortation, and comfort. Uh, you know, I'm sad. Oh, I know who I'm going to call. I'm going to call Vicky. She'll always make me happy you know give it. it's awesome pause for a second
Anybody have something that you've got sparked and want to share? I don't know. You get a lot of stuff. Yes, ma'am. And you know, anytime that you need encouragement or uplifting, yeah. I know somebody that is one of them people that if she walks into the room, you want to leave. <laughs> That's my dad's old lady. Yeah. You can try. The music stops playing. Everything. <laughs> try to help them any way possible, but you know that it's going to just come back and. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's not worth it, is it? I mean, it just makes it to where you're just like... Mm. It makes it to where I don't even want to go out and see my dad. And then yeah. me and him get into it. Yeah. And well, it, it's, you go out there, I sit in the car the whole time. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's hard. She's one of them people. It's hard. And, then, and that's where then we have to find ways for those individuals, and it's hard because we may have to bite our tongue when we do it, to pray for them, uh, to love them, and to say, God, you know, don't know why they're like that. Or maybe we do know. Sometimes we do know. Sometimes there's individuals where we know that they're brought up in a way. But still, God can break that kind of stuff and, and pray. Without the power of God, it's really sad. I mean, I see individuals I've known for 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years that have been like that and stay like that. And it's just like, oh, God, you know, break it, break it, break it. And you're always, you always want to hope and you always want to pray and God can do it. But it takes us, too, being willing to take that word and confess Jesus as Lord and, and have that, that chain in our lives. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and then believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Again, it's not just a, a totally invisible belief, but it's a belief that because God raised Jesus from the dead, that we have eternal life. That even if we die, we know we are going to be raised from the dead to meet him in the air. That we know that uh, if he comes back before we die, that we will raise to meet him in the air. We know that there is eternal life. It changes the way we would face death. It changes the way we face sickness. It, it, face, it changes the way we deal with the death of loved ones around us. Because it's not just knowing that Jesus was raised from the dead, but because he was raised from the dead, we know we will also be raised from the dead, that our loved ones will be raised from the dead, that that when we have to bury a parent or a loved one, uh, uh, God forbid, a child or uh, different ones in our families, brothers, sisters, that we know that if they know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that we will see them again and praise God, then we can actually have that comfort and that peace and be able to face that thing. Uh, that's a that's something that is amazing because that's something that the world doesn't have. Now, most people think they have this kind of strange idea that, well, when I die, then I'm going to go to heaven because I'm not that bad. Listen, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus in your life when you're alive, why do you think you're going to have a relationship with him when you die? <laughs> It doesn't work that way <laughs> because life or death, it's just, it's like moving to a different room. It's just going to a different place. You've got to have a relationship with him now so that then you will have that relationship with him in eternity. Uh, there's no other way. 
Um, and then uh, he goes on to say, um, let's see, in verse 11, as the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew, Gentile, the same Lord, Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Praise God for that. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You don't have to have... Uh, a special special past or pedigree or genealogy or any kind of magic formula or anything like that everyone who calls on the name of the lord can be saved it's calling out on jesus trusting in him uh, with that faith uh 14 how then can they call on the one whom they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can they preach unless they are sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news for not all of israelites accept the good news for isaiah says lord who has believed your message consequently faith comes by hearing and hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of christ and so here this is just kind of a, a overview thing and he's like you got to know who he is the only way you're going to know is by hearing um and i i like that verse there you may have heard people talk about before where faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word um you, you gotta have the word of god in your life you gotta be able to hear the word of god in your life it's one of the ways is through preaching and teaching another way is by reading that is a way to hear the word of god reading the word of god you can get now it's so amazing i'm back in the day if you wanted to listen to the bible on tape or something like that you could buy this big tape set and it was like 150 dollars or something and it was you know and then you had all these cassette tapes and stuff and then they came out with cds and it's still probably around 100 dollars. now you can get a free app on your phone and it can read the the bible for you yeah <laughs> you know it's just it's a it's amazing how things have changed and you can get and you can get different translations you know and then it was like one tape series for the king james one tape series for this for you know and there's all kinds of options out there and there's all kinds of ways you can get podcasts and sermons and videos and all kinds of stuff you can hear the word of god the question is is that the things you're wanting to hear or is it everything else or are you you know you listen to some crude humor program or you watch some other tv shows and you do all these kinds of things and work on all that kind of stuff or do you ever even take the time uh, to listen to the word of god besides uh coming on sunday it's more than just one day a week to hear the word of god uh, we should find ways to plug it in throughout the week find ways to to read it to listen to it to uh to look at it to, to hear uh individuals preaching and those types of things because it helps us in our faith it helps us in our understanding it helps us in our walk with him it encourages us it uplifts us it helps us to change more and more into his image because as we hear the word of god we understand it more and it transforms us and it's a powerful thing um it, it is not uh a benign kind of thing it's active the word of god is living and active and powerful um and then and then he goes on and it says um he asked about about whether they heard or not you know and that faith that comes by hearing and in verse 18 it says but i ask did they not hear of course they did their voice has gone out into all the earth their words to the ends of the earth and, and this is a really cool verse of scripture and it's really easy to, to to miss because here you know he's talking about wait a minute you know and and 
remember that the back and forth in Romans has been, you know, the Israelites and the Gentiles and hearing the word of God and knowing. And he talks about the Gentiles and the natural understanding of God. And as they reject that, they go deeper and deeper into sin. They go into God's wrath. And the Israelites having the word of God, yet they still didn't didn't follow it and accept it like we read in uh, John last week you know he came unto his own his own received him not and then you get this verse here talking about the voice has gone out into all the earth and the words to the end of the world but he doesn't you know you don't know where that is and stuff and what do you think of when you hear that I know what I think of when I hear that I don't know anybody uh, what do you think he's talking about there the voice going out into all the earth and the words to the end of the world Wait, what? You're not supposed to ask questions. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what to think of. I think of like the prophets and stuff like that. It's kind of what I think of. Okay, well, you know, the prophets would speak. Their voice went out. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, let's find out what he's talking about. It's in Psalm 19. Which is kind of in the middle of the Old Testament, sort of. Or index in the front of the Bible helps find stuff. I use it. I don't use it as much as I used to because I use the same Bible all the time, so now I can kind of flip open a little more. But I've definitely used that index before. Many a time. Um, Psalm 19. This may be a little bit surprising, but it, it really fits in with the, the theme of Romans and Paul talking about just the natural understanding of God that is uh, the average individual just looking at creation can know that there is a God, that God is real. Um, and and to then the desire that so many people have to change God into their own image and to make him into... Can you imagine that individuals would take, like, cut down a tree and carve some idol out of the tree and have a campfire with the rest of the wood and then take this one piece that they carved into something and set it there and bow down and worship it. <laughs> you might as well have thrown it onto the fire <laughs> with the rest of the wood. I mean, that thing can't see, it can't hear, it can't move, it can't do nothing, and you're going to worship it, give sacrifices to it. I mean, how foolish is that? And yet, all around the world, there's people that do that. Just crazy. Take God and remake him into our own image. You know, we talked about that some last week. You know, how, how easy it can be to sometimes just have our own idea of God. And this is the way God moves. This is how God does things. This is, and then, man, God throughout the Bible does things that just blows people's minds away. And you're just like, yep, this is how I'm going to do it now. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll worship it that way. Just crazy. Uh, but Psalm 19. Uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. Just starting in verse 1. The skies proclaim the work of his hand. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. The voice goes out into all the earth and the words to the end of the world. When, when he says in Romans that, you know, Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Then he starts talking about the voice going out and how they've heard. He's talking about creation. He's talking about the heavens that declare the glory of God. He's talking about just the, the beauty of it all. And, it, and it's so amazing as you look at 
the all of creation and you look at the way he's made it all and it just shows the glory of God and it actually speaks to us and there's actually a way in which creation says God is alive God is real he's here uh, and you know not in some weird strange oh I'm gonna hear voices of the wind or something you know but it's there I mean it just even uh, seeing it shows it forth as you look at uh, go down into creation and you look at the the different ecologies that there are there and the different ways that that um, the circle of life okay the Lion King the circle of life you know you've got you've got creation and you have the the lion and you have the eaters and you have the top of the food chain and all these kind of things they eat the other animals and then they go down and they dissolve into the earth and then that brings plants forth and the different ones eat the plants and just the whole uh, ecology of things in the in the way it it cycles through you look at the the seasons you know spring summer winter fall you have life and you have death you have rebirth you have uh, just amazing things I mean and all that stuff is speaking to the fact that there's a creator even in science many scientists now if they're honest and they look at the science say there's an intelligent design now, a lot of them will not say God <laughs> but they'll at least have to admit there's a design to this. This is not random. This is not something that just happened. Uh, the whole idea of, you know, like this major evolution and there was nothing and it became something is like, you know, there, there's an explosion at a um, at a printing shop and all of a sudden all the print fell in such a way that it created a, a book that was bound. And not, you know, no, <laughs> that's not what happens. You know, there's a design to it. There's uh, if you look at a building, one thing you know if you look at a building is someone built it. They built it for a purpose. You look at roads, they were built. <laughs> you look at all these things. And as you look at all the world, you look at creation, it's speaking of God. It's speaking of his glory and his majesty. And then you look at how small, even at the smallest level, there's life. I mean, there's, there's organisms and microorganisms and there's all these different things. I mean, this air is full of life. There's like mold spores and there's dust mites and there's all kinds of things. There's all kinds of life around us that we don't even see. Uh, and it's just amazing to know uh, the power and glory of God. And in those ways, even the Gentiles are guilty because it speaks to the fact that there's God. Um, and you can't change God and make him into something else. You can't change God and make it into someone that you can control and manipulate and 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 do what you want what you need is rather than and, and again some of the ones will, will try to do this you know kind of the name it claim it blab it blab it idea where they just like they're going to create something with their words no we need to take the word of God and then speak it out of our mouth then yeah there's creative power in that but it's because of God it's because it's his word it's because it's his will it's because we're operating within what he wants to do uh, then we can see that glory we can see the peace and as we let the spirit grow inside of us fruit of the spirit start to come forth love joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, stuff that, I mean, those kind of things, they would never be part of my life because that's not who I am. But thank God for a spiritual life inside of me that I can start to see those things come out and be produced. Hallelujah. Kind of neat. Does that make sense to everybody? Everybody kind of following along? I'm hoping you're quiet because you're absorbing things rather than saying, stop already. <laughs>
and you know th- this part in Psalm is so cool. So let's just let's just keep going forward with it because it's just it's it's really neat. Um, so back to verse four. Their voice goes out in all the earth, the words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises from one end of the heavens and it makes a circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect. Uh, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. And here he's just, you know, it's different ways kind of of saying it, different ideas of God's word. Uh, Talking about God's word is a law that is perfect and that it revives the soul it gives life to him his word is not burdensome his law is not something that is supposed to be this heavy thing that that weighs us down and we got so many ritualistic that's what the jews made it into um that's what the people uh, of jesus time and they didn't know you know they had this heavy burden they had this this weight and then they had the teachers of the law that came and made it even worse and made it heavier and they wouldn't lift a single finger to help anybody they just made it so heavy so so burdensome to follow the Lord and Jesus comes and says you know my yoke it's it's easy my burdens light uh, come to me and I will give you rest and yet that that word that law is able to revive us it's able to bring that life to our soul uh, again our soul is our mind our will and emotions just give it life give it give it power the, the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy the things that he set into to being his his way of doing things you know things like you know don't murder <laughs> pretty trustworthy thing uh, you know all those types of things don't covet you know all even even if you get to the Ten Commandments the precepts of the Lord are right and it gives joy to the heart commands of the Lord are radiant giving light to the eyes you want to know how to look at things you want to know how to see in this world of darkness, do it with the eyes of the Lord. Do it with those uh, laws of the Lord and the precepts of the Lord and the commands of the Lord and, and walking forward with that. The fear of the Lord, verse 9, is pure, enduring forever. Ordinance of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold. They are more pure than gold. They are sweeter than honey. Honey of the honeycomb. By them is your servant warmed. In keeping them, there is great reward. One of the things about following the ways of God is there is reward. You keep on walking in righteousness. You keep on walking in the way that's pleasing to God. You keep on letting your life be changed by Him. There's reward. You're going to see things that you would never see. Uh, if you followed your own way. There are things that you'll never see if you follow the, the enemy's way. Uh, following with the Lord, and again, the, the idea of them being precious as gold, you know, that that um, words in the New Testament where it talks about uh, keeping the law of the Lord and some of these things, and, and some people will go and use it as this burdensome thing. Well, you got to keep the law of the Lord. That word in the New Testament is often the idea of guarding. Uh, it's the idea of Protecting. It's the idea of having something that's like even a, a guard over a prisoner locked in a prison and you're going to guard them and keep them there. That's the idea of keeping the law of the Lord in the New Testament. And that's why he's saying, man, it's precious. 
You take the law of the Lord and you hide it in your heart. You keep it in your heart. You protect it. You make sure that that law is the thing you're going to walk by and not the law of man, not the ideas of, of the world, not the, the ways of the, I mean, look at some of the things our judicial system does, our leaders do in our country and some of the ideas and ways and laws and things and the lawlessness that's going on. No, 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 no. Keep that law of the Lord in your heart, no matter where you are, no matter where you're going treasure it value it live it because there's great reward and for some we may never see the reward until we get to heaven on some things but it's okay because the reward in heaven is eternal praise god for that um uh, he goes on to say that um in verse 12 uh, who can discern his errors uh forgive my hidden faults keep your servant also from willful sin and may they not rule over me then will i be blameless innocent of great transgression may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight O lord my rock and my redeemer and i just love the way it ends and that's one of those you, you may have heard before it's even uh i think uh, there's songs that have it in it, um, if I remember correctly, you know, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Man, that's a good way for us to just live our lives. That's something we can take this week. Maybe that could be the theme this week. Let our words and the things we think of today, this week be pleasing to God. Do you know how much different our week can be? Even if we just start to think about, you know, okay, before I say this, is it pleasing to God? <laughs> this thing I'm thinking about, is it really pleasing to God to be thinking about this thing? Because, of, and some, and, and, you know, not to be sexist or anything, but sometimes women are better at this worrying thing where they can worry all the time. <laughs> if you can worry then you can meditate on good things because all worry is, is meditating on negative things. Um, and so you start to change and instead of worrying, oh, this is gonna go wrong, that's gonna go wrong. Oh, what's happening? I didn't hear anything. Oh, they're, they're probably in trouble. They're probably, you know, instead of worrying and thinking those things, meditate on good things. Oh, well, I haven't heard them. Everything's going good. Oh, they're being blessed. Oh, they're growing closer to the Lord. Take the time to pray instead of worry. Uh, you know, change those meditations uh, of our mind. And, and then, too, it makes it easier to change the words of our mouth. Because uh, there's so much power in our speech. There's so much that can be released, even in ourselves. Can you imagine? Have you ever said something? Okay, husbands and wife, this one, you, you know we're going to be guilty, right? Said something you shouldn't have said to the other, you know? And you get done saying it, and you're like, Oh man, I really shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, why did I go there? <laughs> or they'll let you know, why did you go there? You shouldn't have said that. And boy, you'll regret it for a while. I mean, <laughs> to be able to start taking control of some of that stuff and, and you know, biting our tongue and, and being aware of what we're saying. And, and we can do that. Praise God that because of Jesus, we can do that. Uh, praise God we can watch some of those words that we're thinking about and saying. Hallelujah. Such a great place to end. I don't even want to go anywhere else. So. <laughs> Praise God. Anybody want to share something before we go to the Lord in prayer? Great to have you guys back. Gonna come again. So. And seen you in quite a while. How long has it been? A few years. Uh. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's great to see you.
All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your love. And I, I ask you, uh, Father, that you will help us to, uh, throughout this week, to just meditate uh, more and more on your word. Give us uh, verses. Let us take this verse, even, uh, and meditate on it this week and watch uh, the words of our mouth and to, to stop and think before we say something and say, is it pleasing to you, Lord? Um, help us, Lord, to, to just grow more and more into the image of your son, Jesus. And Jesus, I thank you that you're right with us, helping us each and every day. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the life that you have given inside of us and that, that you are also there to be the teacher. Holy Spirit, teach us. Show us things in the in the world around us. And as we, as we go throughout this week, ways in which we can come and, and bring uh, comfort and joy and edification and and, and be like the, the, the good friend that was shared about, uh, what was it, Lindsay, I think it was, that you know is there that you can always know is there to encourage. Let us be that kind of person to others. In Jesus' name, amen.